Well, um, I've, I've kind of entitled this, um, this word, uh, whose report will you believe? Um, and it's, it's really, it's, it's funny because over the last few days I've been discussing a few things with people and, and just sharing a few things um, concerning the new year. Um, this is our, our last Sunday as a local community um, of 2021 sharing together next week we will be um sharing with um uh yeah we'll be sharing corporately in 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 some senses um uh our service um and having a joint service with all churches um across the uk um and i just really felt the lord wanted to encourage and bless um, he's really been encouraging me and blessing me over this last month, just in terms of, of my position and where I'm at. Um, and uh, very specifically around who, who I am, what my beliefs are, um, where I am in terms of my foundations of faith um, and, and the grace that has been bestowed upon me. And, you know, my prayer is that as I speak and as I share with some of the things that I feel the Lord has been sharing with me, he will also inspire and encourage you. You know, so I shared with a few people just my predicament coming into the new year. You know, many of you will know this year has been so challenging in many different ways. We, we, we've seen aspects of death, um, but the psychological approach, the psychological approach um, that has been coming around um, this virus um, and uh, the different things that the government seem to be doing underhandedly um, has really awakened and opened my eyes to certain things, specifically around my faith. Um, uh, my faith in terms of how I walk, my faith in terms of my identity and who I am, um, and, and questioning some of the things that I, um, in terms of my values. Um, so some of you will know that um, I'm a nurse, um, I'm a dual qualified nurse and, and, and work in the community. Um, God over this year has showed me tremendous favor. He showed me tremendous favor and he showed me tremendous grace um, through the year. Um, this pandemic has, um, not only been a challenge, but it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. And you know, the scripture says that God will use the negative and bad things of this world to show himself strong, to show himself proven amongst his people. And even to those who do not believe, they will see and, and, and receive and, and see God's hand move in the midst of challenge. And I believe that is happening. And I believe that is moving forward as much as the enemy is continuing to prowl, as much as the enemy is continuing to, to underhandedly um, try and bring division, cause people to move away from God through science, through uh, uh, false reporting. Um, I believe God is moving ever strong and he's gonna show himself strong through this pandemic. Over this year, um, I, I've been, um, God has really positioned me. He's really positioned me in the context of my work. So I, I um, initially was leading a team and, um, and then 
through the pandemic and through things that have been happening. I'm now, I was, I then had two teams and then God saw fit to put me in a position of management. Um, so I now lead and manage um, uh, the, the CAM service with, with two other leaders, the, the psychiatrist and one of the psychological therapies leads in Tower Hamlet. So I lead the service. And I tell you that in itself is a testimony, just how God moves strategically, just like a chess piece, move me in position. And, you know, I've been praying for years that God will position me so that I can have and be an influence, not knowing that the little things that I've been doing, the little things that he had shown me through my, my day to day has led to this point. And it's those essence of grace, it's those essence of, of mercy that I wanna share and talk about. It's those essence of what God wants to do in your life, what God wants to do for you over this coming year that I believe you know, will really show God's strong in your lives um, and, and where you're being. But, you know, along with that positioning, along with those themes, a little challenge has come up. And I say little because I'm talking and speaking in faith. Um, I know God is going to show himself strong, whatever the position, whatever the situation, whatever the circumstance, whichever road I decide to go down, I believe God is going to show himself strong in my life and I pray that it will bless you I pray that it will give you an attitude um, in in your circumstance whatever that might be um, to really trust in him stand on his word and stand in faith so for me it's this by February if I don't take the job <laughs> I may not have a job so although God has positioned me although God has put me in a place um, a prominent place um, of, 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 um, of standing. And, and you know, it's a, it's a real privilege. You know, God has really moved and he's done something in this time. You know, a, a person of color has not ever held this position in my workplace. God has really not tradition. He's really not certain things. And, and uh, you know, I know that it's not a tokenistic positioning. I know that because of God and the grace that he has on my life, I am where I am today. But, you know, getting into this position, being in a position is very visible within my organization. I now have to think about what I'm going to do in the context of my next steps. And I think this whole situation around this pandemic I'm not gonna be talking about whether the, the vaccine is good for you or not good for you. That's not my, <laughs> that's not what I'm gonna be thinking or talking about. But what I want to share and what I want to think with you is what is God saying for your life? Whose report will you believe? What is it that you are going to do in this circumstance, in this time, in this moment, right now? What is the Holy Spirit speaking to? And what is your faith and how is your faith gonna be demonstrated at this moment. Now, hearing this and um, in my first, if it was my first day, <laughs> my first official day, I, I went to a meeting and I sat there with um, my director, the director of services, um, all the associate directors and um, my boss, and my now, my new boss. And we were talking about pandemic and we were talking about things and the issue of taking the vaccine came up. And I sat there and I heard them just basically say, 
whoever hasn't had it needs to have it. And if they don't have it, then they're not going to have a job. And then the, the most senior boss said, and they're not only not going to have a job in this organization, they will never ever work in the NHS again. And um, I sat there, my heart began to sink. I sat there knowing, obviously, that I hadn't, I haven't taken the, the jab. Um, I'm not opposed to it, but I haven't taken it. And um, I was having a major battle in my mind, asking the Lord, Lord, what have I done? Should I just take it? What shall I do? Oh, Lord, my principles around this are being challenged right now. And I could hear and I could feel the enemy just saying, see, you don't know what you're doing. Science needs to prevail. You just need to do this. Look at you. You're not going to have money. You're going to be out of a job. You think God put you here in order for you just to think, look, God has elevated you to this place to be disgraced, you know, because you haven't taken the jab. And I, I thought, you know, what I do? And I could hear the Holy Spirit silently underneath saying, Olu, trust in me trust in me and it just gave me a sense of calm in that meeting at one point I was battling should I just I, I raised my hand twice actually in the meeting I took it down and um because I, I was gonna say look you know what what are we gonna do I haven't taken my vaccine I know there's a few people um, within our service across Tower Hamlets that haven't taken it, you know, and, and they're, they're definitely worried about what it means in terms of their livelihood. And, you know, no matter what you think, and, and I suppose this was my battle, you know, when times of tribulation come, when, when, when the enemy truly shows himself and the scriptures and revelations that say, says that we will, that the, the antichrist will be evident and the, the, the mark of the beast will come into play, very plain for people to see. Um, and it, it just took me to thinking, okay, what will I do in this circumstance? Where am I at? And it felt like I was in that dilemma. In order to eat, I need to take this jab. Now, not for one second do I think this vaccine is, is the mark of the beast. I'm not preaching about that. I'm not talking about, remember, I'm not talking about the vaccine. So don't be quoted me saying that Oli said that, you know, this vaccine is the mother, because that's not what I'm saying at all. So my issue is this whole aspect of choice being removed and thinking and understanding what that means for me as a believer. Um, I definitely believe that this is a prerequisite to what is to come um, and that the, 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 the enemy and, and, and the, the people that he's using are getting things in position for the Antichrist. Now, no matter what you think, no matter where you are, whether you've taken the jab or not taken the jab, that's not the issue here. Okay, I want you to be present. I want you to be right here. But I'm not talking about whether you've taken the jab or not. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about what this means for us in the context of our faith and how we move forward. Okay, this, and this is, this is my testimony. This is where I'm coming from. And, you know, over this time and just thinking about what I was gonna share on today, um, the Lord really took me back to people of faith and people of grace. Um, and, and one of those people was Noah. Noah lived in a time probably quite similar to where we are now. 
you know. Um, and, you know, he's, he's one of these Old Testament champions, a man who found favour in the sight of God, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of evil, in the, in the midst of, of uh, men being absolutely defiant towards God. You know, where we are at, where our heart is at, and that's why it's so important to continue in grace when it comes to the aspects of the Lord. Um, and, and Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And because of that, mankind, and it wasn't just mankind. When I read that, you know, I always, I always when I watch these programs, whatever it is, you know, you always think, oh, but the birds must have survived. The fish must have survived. The scripture says that every living thing was going to be white from the face of the earth. But because of Noah's diligence towards the Lord, he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Also, I mentioned earlier, accidentally, Moses. Moses was a man after God's heart, just like David, and, and had a really special relationship with God and and you know Moses found grace in the eyes of the Lord in in a few occasions actually in the Old Testament and Moses not only finds grace in the eyes of the Lord Moses requests and asks the Lord whether he has found grace and favor um, um, in his sight in order to see again redemption of the children of Israel you know whatever circumstance we're in we need to we need to foster a sense of the Lord looking upon us in a graceful manner. You know, we need to walk in accordance. And, you know, I really believe that God is going to do something even before um, my situation comes into play. By February, um, I, I, I have to have taken my first jab. And, um, you know, Tyler and I are really praying. And we're fasting, just thinking about, what this will mean for us as a family, um, whether I take it or not. And to be, to be honest, right now, I have not fully heard um, from the Lord in, in, in this circumstance, and I am seeking him. And I, I, I know that I didn't get this position for God then to, to not see or show himself strong in this circumstance. But one of the things I know I have done um, and I believe I've done. And, you know, sometimes we have to really use the testimony that we have and, and share that, not out of, you know, boast, but through humility. I know that I have walked a path in my workplace where, you know, getting into this position has been easy. You know, um, uh, uh, walking in accordance to God's will, being very clear in the context of my faith um, and what I believe and, and continually talking about things that I don't really understand. I haven't been going with the flow. I've actually been slightly going against the grain. Um, but I believe God has allowed that aspect of my character to slightly rise for people to, to see and know that it's not just about me, but kingdom. And through that, I've been able to share my testimony, I've been able to share the love of God and the grace of God with many people um, in my workplace over the last couple of years. But as I was saying, Moses found grace. 
with God. And one of the things that um, one of the things that I really, really admire about Moses is his leadership qualities, the things that makes him a real leader. And it was those things that really enabled God to show favor and see favor in the context of, of Moses. Now, Moses really teaches us about intimacy and, 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 and kind of walking with the Lord. And he exampled that to the children of Israel. Um, and because of that, and because of that due diligence, because of how he walked with the Lord, that grace was continually with him, even in his mistakes and the challenges that he, he did along the way. He was very consistent in having intimate time and speaking with the Lord on a regular basis. Now, um, Moses teaches us how to foster this um, in, in the context of leadership. And I believe, and it's something that I'm trying to do um, over this period, just spending intimate time with the Lord. Um, and in Exodus 33, verse 7, it talks about that. And I just want to read it, actually. Exodus 33, um, from verse 7 to 12. And it says this. Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. So it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle that, the that all the people rose and each man stood at his tent door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the front door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door and all the people rose and worshipped each man in his tent door so when the lord spoke to moses face to face as a man speaks to a, to his friend and he would return to the camp but his servant joshua the son of nun a young man did not depart from the tabernacle you know taught me a really, really strong lesson here in, um, in Exodus, that cultivating, cultivating that intimacy with God allows for the grace and the, 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 um, the, the strength of God to walk with you in any circumstance. When I was in that meeting, that quiet voice underneath all the madness that was going in my mind, um, really helped me and you know the presence of God you know even in that scripture it describes the presence of the Lord as as the, the pillars you know the, 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 the Israelites when they came out of Egypt had the pillow of cloud a pillar of clouds um, by day and the fire by night one showing light one bringing comfort and security and and causing them to to be hidden from their enemy um, but that essence of the cloud descending from the heavens and Moses being able to commune with the Lord face to face is an amazing, amazing aspect. And not only did Moses meet face to face, but the children of Israel learned a lesson and they saw 
what Moses was doing and then replicated it in, in the foot of their tents. And they built and they learned to build intimacy with the Lord. Now, I, I, my prayer for you over this period of time as we go into the new year, after this challenging year, is that you will build your intimacy with the Lord. And you see that the aspect of grace and the thing I love about grace, and, and Pastor Joe used to, to say it, that you know there are many different definitions of grace. There, there are many aspects of grace. Grace is you know, that essence of, of favor, unmerited favor. Grace is you know, how you posture yourself and how you talk. You talk with grace and poise. You know, grace can be so many different things, but there's one thing about grace which I really, really love um, in, in, in uh, one description. And it's this, it's that continued revelation of God's word or God's favor in your life. And that can only be built with the intimacy that you have with the Lord. If you don't meet with the Lord, if you don't commune with him, you will not know what he wants to do in your life. And my encouragement for you today, you know, one of the things that the Lord is really teaching me over this period is that I need to spend more time in his presence. I need to pray for the cloud to come down and for me to meet with God in a manner and in a way that he only I can do with a friend. You know, it describes Moses meeting face to face with the Lord like a friend and um, like they were friends having a conversation. You know, that intimacy will allow you to know how to maneuver in the context of God. Grace is the continued revelation of what God wants in your life and how God will reveal to you what the next steps are. So build intimacy with God. Build intimacy with the Lord over this period. Separate yourself regularly. Separate yourself regularly. Apart from, you know, one of the things was the tabernacle was set apart from the camp. He said outside and everybody watched Moses walk. They rose up deliberately at a specific time. Moses will get up and he will go to the tabernacle. We've got to build those times in. I remember discussing with Mecca and he said, bro, the only way that that's going to happen for you or the only way, God, you, you've got to cultivate time with the Lord and it's so scriptural you know we say these things out of religious uh, religiosity I don't even know if that's the word <laughs> but you know it's so meaningful in order to build the grace of God and for God to see you with grace and favor you need to build relationship with him you know the other thing is is the aspect of seeking God with your whole heart you know sometimes you know <laughs> Sometimes we, we look at things and we try and do things in our own flesh. You know, we know what we need to do. We can see the holes, but sometimes God directs you in the opposite direction. There have been so many things over this last year that I've done, which have been so opposite to the grain. You know, I've never genuinely been very forceful in my job. I've never been, I've always kind of gone with what people have said, but this year for some reason, I went against everything and in every situation, God showed up. God didn't only show up, but he showed himself strong. And every situation where people disagreed, where people thought that it wasn't the right way, God showed up, showed himself strong and proved to them that what I was doing 
was the right way and it allowed us to move in a different direction as a service. And that's, you know, I wouldn't do that. That's not me. You know, I like people to know that, you know, I'm walking the line. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a conformist, but definitely I don't like going against the curve. But God, this year, you know, challenging people, saying, put me this in this position. No, you need to allow me to do this. You know, and, and in all of that, God moved. And the position where I am today is because of that. You know, God was preparing me. God was helping me for the position that I'm in today. It's not by accident. God does not do things by accident. Everything he's done is planned by design. He knew, he knew us before we were even born. You know, God wants for your life. He wants you to do the things that he wants to do, not just for the sake of it to show you, to, but he wants to do it because he wants you to be raised up. He wants you to be lifted up, but he wants you to lift him up also. Um, again, one of the things that Moses did is everybody saw him going. You know, being watched in public is such a, it's such a thing. Being clear in the context of, of your beliefs and what you believe, you know, um, it's so hard sometimes in my workplace because of, you know, where I'm coming from. You know, very often I get these swipes in the context, especially when it comes to sexuality or it comes to certain things that Christians, they always kind of look to me <laughs> and what my response will be. And, you know, I really believe God in every situation allows me to maneuver in a way that um, allows me to be integrous, allows me to be clear, but also allows for continued conversation. It never ends, you know, and, and I've had many people in my workplace who, who are Christians also come up quite short. Um, and um, I'm, I'm so glad for that aspect of relationship that I have with God. And, you know, it sounds kind of boastful, but, you know, God has really maneuvered and directed me. And I, I know I keep saying it, but it's so important. It's so important to move and listen to the spirit of God. You know, um, one of the things that um, Tola and I have been doing over this, this time is, is just praying and fasting together. And, and really um, over that period, I've really felt the Lord speaking. I've really felt the Lord um, um, thing. I've, you know, I've always kind of prayed, but it, it was kind of scatty. But over this year, there's been a consistency. And I believe through that consistency, the Lord has really resided with me. I, I really feel him walking. And in every situation that I'm moving, I really feel the spirit of God guiding and maneuvering just through a whisper or through a circumstance or through things coming in. And it's really allowed me to speak into situations or, or to act in situations, which has really, again, elevated. And it's, it's very public, um, very open, um, which I've noticed. And sometimes I've come home to Tom and say, oh, what do you think of this? This happened today, you know? And, and you just feel the Lord's presence in it and, and knowing that God has really moved in that situation. It might not be that day, it might not be that week, but in a few weeks time, something will come up and you say, Lord, thank you. 
Thank you for positioning me in this in this way. Thank you for putting me right um, according to that. And I, I pray that over this year that that will continue in my life because I'm going to need it, trust me. I'm going to need it. And I pray for you all that God will really walk with you in every circumstance and situation. Some of you are going to be in the same position that I am in. Some of you might be having challenges in a different manner, but similar. You know, I pray that the Lord will walk with you and orchestrate your footsteps. You know, the, the scriptures say the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. May your footsteps, may your decisions, may your processes be orchestrated and ordered by God. And through that, you will see prosperity and strength grow in the context of whatever it is you are doing. You know, I want to uh, move on as time is going. Um, again, you know, uh, in Exodus, in, in chapter 34, um, God, um, uh, Moses' diligence um, sets and allows for a new covenant to be set with the children of Israel. Um, and, you know, because of the way Moses, and again, in that verse, um, in that chapter, it calls again, that the grace of God is, is, is shown in the life of Moses. And because of that, you know, I think it was in that chapter that the, the, the Ten Commandments were rewritten and readjusted, uh, readjusted and a new covenant was set with the children of Israel. But it, again, it was because of Moses' diligence. It's because of uh, 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 the grace set upon Moses and the example of grace that Moses showed, that allowed for that covenant. You know, he interceded again on behalf of the nation of, of Israel. Again, another person who, who I love um, um, uh, uh, um, is Joshua. Uh, Joshua, is a, he's a great leader. You know, I, I like to kind of assume myself with Joshua. He was very unassuming, very quiet, you know, when you, you, you look at it, he wasn't one of those leaders that was out there. He was a leader, and we mustn't forget that. You know, when Moses sent the, 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 the 12 to spy in the land, they were all leaders. Um, but Joshua and Caleb, uh, Caleb, if you're listening, this is where your name comes from, they were set apart. There was something different about them. And because of that, the grace of God shone on their lives. And, you know, I believe that God wants us to, like I said before, go against the grain. Don't do what everybody's doing. Don't do it just for the sake of doing it, but do it because you have a different spirit within you. In fact, it says that Caleb, the reason why Caleb was, was, was saved was because the Lord himself said that he had a different spirit within him. The spirit of the Lord was in him at that time. Can you imagine that? And because of that, he was saved and his generations were blessed. And even then, when God describes that, I think it's um, around verse, uh, 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 was it verse 34, something like that, of, of, num um, of Numbers chapter 14. Joshua wasn't even mentioned at that time. It was just talking about Caleb because of Caleb's attitude because of the grace of God on his life and the spirit that was in him God pardoned him because of his diligence because of his obedience because he he understood the relationship he had with God and that with God all things are possible 
And today I pray in the name of Jesus that everything you do in this coming year, because of the grace upon your life, because of your diligence, because of your obedience, that God will bless you and the generations after you. You know, Caleb was a blessed man and his generations became blessed because of the actions and because of the report that he gave with Joshua. Both Joshua and Caleb became great leaders, great warriors of their time because they went against the fear. You know, the enemy was, was really not wanting the children of Israel to enter into the promised land. And all of those who went against what God wanted them to do, they were wiped out. They never saw the promised land. They never saw the land flowing with milk and honey. They never, in fact, I'm wrong. They saw it because they reported, uh, when you read that chapter, it says, yes, 100%, that land is flowing with milk and honey. So they saw it with their eyes, but they never, ever took that land. I pray that you will never just see the land of milk and honey, but you will possess it, that you will see the glory of God shining in your lives and you receive, because of that diligence, what God has, that you will walk in the report of the Lord rather than what is happening in the land. You know, our attitude and Joshua and Caleb's attitude is what allowed them to walk in grace and favor. And I just want to kind of finish with this, really. Um, there are aspects of our attitude that as we come into this year, and I think this is really what God was really talking to me about, that we need to position ourselves and our attitudes in order to ensure that we will successfully see the, the, the coming year through. Now, you know, it's a new year we celebrate. It's just another day. You know, it's like just waking up tomorrow and it's a new, <laughs> the dates just change. But, you know, there's something about our attitude to this. And this is why it's good to, to, to make a, 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 an aspect, a declaration about it. You know, declare what you want to see for your year coming. Declare how you want God to move. Declare and ask God to move and walk with you in the context of what you want to achieve for the coming year. And your attitude will determine that, you know. At the moment, we are receiving, you know, I said to Tala, babe, I don't want <laughs> to listen about Omicron. I don't want to talk about the virus over this Christmas period, you know, because I want my attitude to be positive. I want my attitude in the context of what I'm going to do and how I'm going to walk. Because what the enemy does, he, he, he the, the Bible says he's prowling like a roaring lion seeking who we can devour. Our attitude and determines our approach to life. You know, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He has not given us a spirit of fear. And I pray that in this coming year, you will not walk in fear in the context of this pandemic. Now we know this pandemic is not just about the, um, the COVID, but about, it's that battle of the mind. Where are we gonna be? How are we gonna move in the context of kingdom? I pray in the name of Jesus that even though sometimes we have to be separated and even meet online like this, you know, that we will continue with an attitude that is positive 
<clears throat> and clear towards the Lord. You know, for some of us, it's great having this online. For some of us, we hate it. You know what? It doesn't matter. What matters is that we meet in the context of the Lord, that we move according to what God wants us to do, and that our hearts are set towards kingdom and the things of God. Our attitudes have to be deliberate. It's not a preset that everything we, we do or everything we believe is set. You know, just because we're Christians doesn't mean we're always going to have a positive um, attitude or a positive position. Sometimes the enemy can really get in under our skin and we, we, we look um, in our flesh and we move in our flesh. That's why the Bible talks about us crucifying the flesh daily. I pray that God will give you grace and strength to move in that accordance every day and that your attitude will be, yes, Lord, I will do all that you require of me. Our attitude is going to be the difference between our failures and our successes. I pray that you will succeed. I pray that because of the attitude and the time you are spending with God, that you will move in success and not failure. You will not be fearful of what the enemy will try and sow in the lives of others around you, but you will walk in confidence in the context of Jesus Christ. And because of that attitude, you will be successful. Our attitude will determine the situation and the problems becoming a blessing for our lives. And I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I know whatever maneuver I make, whatever I do, God will bless it. And that because I'm walking in right stead with God, I know that whatever the outcome, it will be for his glory. And I, I'm praying that constantly. I'm believing in faith for that. You know, I'm believing in faith. And I pray that that will be yours, that you will determine any situation, any issue, any problem, that God will turn it into a blessing. I just want to quickly, just lastly, just talk about faith and grace. And there's two bits to this. We all have faith because we believe in our Lord Jesus Christ. And faith is a radical and relentless belief in the person of Jesus Christ, his redemptive power and demonstrated, which was demonstrated on the cross. And no matter what he is, number, um, and no matter what, he is number one in our lives. So, so let me just say that again. Faith is a radical and relentless belief in the person of Jesus Christ and his redemptive power demonstrated on the cross and that no matter what, he is number one in your life. Our faith has to be radical. We have to believe whatever position and situation we're in, that Christ is number one. And because of that, we will succeed in whatever the circumstance and situation. And I've been talking a lot about grace today and, and grace is the acts um, that enables and sustains the power of faith, where God shines on us, where God causes his face to look on us, where God gives us unmerited and, 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 and divine favor. Faith can be pushed forward. Faith can grow. So we need grace in order for faith to be continually stimulated and move in our lives. I pray that grace and faith will be your portion over this coming year, that it will sustain you. And I pray in the name of Jesus that the grace of God 
will change the hearts of those around you. And that because of the faith and the grace that you have, many will come to an understanding of Jesus Christ. My time has gone. Um, I, I, I pray that this has blessed you and, and has strengthened you and that and in the coming year, God will really move through your life. In Jesus' name, amen.